Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Raw Review. We are the Dudley Boys of What Culture. I'm Adam Wilborn, joined by Michael Hamlet and Michael Sidgwick here to review last night's episode of Mandan Now Row. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube, <sighs> where we do daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review Raw, but also SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT Dubai. Oh, AW Dynamite, AW Collision, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup that we complete with a big quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Havlin and Sidgwick to review last night's Raw. What did you make of the show? Not so good, Al. Um, there was some highs. There was some stuff I still really enjoyed. Love the, love the vibe they've established around this year's Royal Rumble. It feels to me a little bit like a... Uh, Triple H victory lap for the stars he's made for it, the believable mm. winners, the people are going to have a good rumble, even if not, they're not going to have the best one. Like the, the road to WrestleMania feels in excellent health. It really does. But I speculated on this on the preview yesterday and on the SmackDown review. It does sort of feel like if they could, they'd press skip. Like past Just these, like of course they would. Yeah, they like, tri- like it's really odd for Triple H Daplotter. And there are still some things on the show where it feels like he's still doing the ABCD stuff yeah. very well. But I there wasn't even much to get excited about in the preview yesterday, and s- the Raw subsequently delivered exactly what it promised, which was not a great deal. I'm not. I'm seeing a bit of low effort on some of these shows that I don't particularly like. A bad show with pretty dull, very trivial mid card fare for a start, which mm. didn't help mm. throughout. That's that's Rumble period stuff. Yeah, because nobody asks, nobody can do anything important because you got your big thirty man match. Yeah, yeah. So, like, some very, very trivial, wildly unfunny mid-card fare, undercard fare. And the main event was brutal. It got me. You're an idiot. <laughs> it got me. Really? You got that collapse? Yeah, I, I'm saying that. I saw it on Twitter this morning. I was off. I got... I, I had work dread. Sorry, mate. That's all right. Sorry for enjoying <laughs> wrestling. Dread. Thanks, Jinder. Hey, 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 hey. It's almost nice. What is that you fell for it? Yeah, I, I, that class had horrific flashbacks whilst it, whilst thinking they were going to do it, but I fell for it. Okay, <laughs> feels like we've got off on the wrong foot. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's how right. dare you enjoy it? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, we'll say just sucked ass. We'll get to it later. But yeah, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it was a great match. I'm saying they got they got me on. Fine that Ethan's going to win it. I was hugely disappointed by the thing I've been most invested in these last few weeks. 
get to that later as well. Oh, see, I that disagree with you on that it's one as well. It sucked. It sucked. sucked really, really bad. <laughs> oh, so it sucked bad ass. <laughs> Should we dive into it then? Yeah. Yeah, uh, so let's dive in. Uh, obviously, Martin Luther King Jr. tribute start the show. We see a big pile of snow outside the Tiny Cack Arena. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Little Rock. Uh, that's where they were. Uh, Levite's Tiny. It's not now. even called a Little Rock Arena. No, 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 that's that's where they were. <laughs> hey, this, is, this is the New York Arena. <laughs> You know what they say, Vinny, the New York is always the New York. <laughs> we did work out, but you don't want to make work for yourself where this is from. Did we? Was that the footprint? No, that was something else. That we, it, was, it was on the Q&A thing, I think. Cause it, where was that? Well, I, I don't know. I can't, we'll never remember that, but let's work out where last night's Raw emanated from in the words of Tony Schiavone. Did you, we'll talk about this now because it doesn't particularly factor into the review in the usual way we do it. Did you think, like, I saw a bit of commentary on the, uh, oh, like, weird to hear them saying a bit of a light crowd tonight. You know, the weather was what the weather yeah. was. I thought that was a bit of a flex. They're like 6,000 plus in a place that's traditionally known as a quiet town, and it was a hot crowd for a bad show. And it would have been like the collision record or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Light crowd tonight, guys. <laughs> Sorry, this incredibly loud and stacked crowd and not our usual best. Yeah. That was like, and why not, I guess. But then swinging it around a bit with that, I thought. Oh, like, yeah. Now that Kevin's done the gone, we can be a bit more honest about our failings. Yeah. No, I don't think that's what that was. Nope. So I've reverse engineered this. The footprint is where Dynamite's going to be in Phoenix, Arizona, in a few weeks, where one of our fans is, is going to yes, show. Yes, 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 uh, And last night's was at the Simmons Bank Arena. Well, that Simmons Wank Arena with the tank yak. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. Uh, where were we? Oh, yeah. An American rude Might trip. have a bad taste in raw main events, but he's very funny. <laughs> so Seth and Jinder are seen arriving, and uh, and then obviously Cody Rhodes comes out to open the show. When he yells, Talk about. Uh, he says there's a Colin Ray song about Tiny Cacks that his wife really likes. About Little Rock that his wife really likes. But he's in, you know, he doesn't need to talk about all that. He didn't talk about all that. <laughs> what do you guys want to talk about? Tiny Cacks. <laughs> if, if you're asking Cody, it's absolutely freezing out there. Oh, it's brutal, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, God. When Seth did that promo letting you could literally see his breath. Yeah. I was like, they're indoors, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, he's not going to talk about that. He's talking about the Rumble, but he, before he can get into that, Drew McIntyre obviously interrupts, talks about them. Growing up together in WWE, same age, similar career paths. Drew's very proud of Cody, uh, proud of the man, performer he's become. Talks about when they were 23, 24 years old. They were tag team champions. They were the dashing ones, of course. Um, but the reason they didn't go far as a tag team is because they didn't embrace the opportunity. They both had to leave to get their head right, get that perspective. Uh, outside of the WWE, they redefine, redefined what it was to be wrestlers, and they became so undeniable that WWE called them back. And uh, Drew talks about his last match before returning with Cody. Where was that again? What company was that for? Yeah. WWE didn't mention it on camera, so... Mm. Cowards. Yeah. Um, Hell of a promotion. Mm. Uh, he talks about remembering Cody saying uh, he's going to be a future world champion. Now he's done it twice, of course, and he's going to tell Cody in front of the entire world, doesn't matter who comes back, he's uh, he's seen it all. Keep working, keep doing what you're doing. You'll be the first member of your family to raise that championship. You're going to finish the story. Drew says, but not before I finish main. Uh, <laughs> Cody says, look, we're both in the Rumble. Uh, I could win, you're right, you could win. Jey Uso could win. Uh, CM Punk could win. Um, but Drew wants to give Cody some advice. Just be yourself. 
Don't wear the suits. Don't use the big words. Stop bloody smiling all the time. Uh, I've done that before. Um, I felt like I had to be the leader to put this big, dumb smile on. Wipe, wipe that off. Be the real Cody. Cody talks about stepping up and then actually physically does that to Drew. and says, look, this isn't an act. I smile because this is what I love. I appreciate the opportunities because I made them for myself. Um, I relish my second chance whilst you're just complaining about yours. And Drew's like, you sure this is the real Cody? Why would you bring Jey Uso to Raw knowing the trouble he could cause? What about endorsing CM Punk? You know what he's like. Lloyd Braun. <laughs> you're he's a- going full Costanza McIntyre <laughs> again. You're a kiss-ass at times. Uh, and I wish this talk wasn't happening right now. I mean, if Priest wasn't an idiot, I'd be world champ. We wouldn't even be talking. Uh, you're standing in my way, says Drew. You're going to get eaten alive. I'm at a different level. Um, I'm not what's best for business. I am this damn business. Uh, and at WrestleMania, the story belongs to Drew McIntyre. Cody says, look, there's a lot of ifs in there. You know, what about, what if Damian Priest did this? What if Jey Uso did that? There's always an if. We're not the same. Uh, you're brimming with grievances. Um, Cody wins and speculates whether he'd uh, finish the story. And he doesn't look at Drew. He looks two places, his heart and the crowd. Uh, and he wants to settle at the Rumble. He'll give Drew something to complain about. Talking about that last match between him and Drew in WCPW, he has a question. Who won? We'll leave it at that. Oh, the prison Drew McIntyre's character must be Tuesday. Like, every single week there is something more to love about this. Um, I put this on X this morning, but only because I feel like I mention it every week. I just love... Triple H's ability, whether the original thread was good, bad, or dead, his ability to pick it up anyway in this week's was, oh, they were tag team champions. There's a generation of fans that won't have given a toss slash <laughs> even remembered that. Very quickly, because I will forget this. It's funny how he, in one breath, said, oh, we were the tag team champions. Then the other, we never made it, no one remembers. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it was finished back then. That's it. It like, was finished. The product is so in the mud, in these eras that they, they'll draw from or they'll discuss, that you are revealing what may as well be brand new information to thousands of people when you say things like that. And today, somebody will go in and Google and be like, yeah, wasn't lying, guys. And there's, a, there's that picture of them with the belts. Like, bland, mi- like mid-body guys that were never going to make it past the level of like holding those pound coin world titles. Ugly ass pound coin world titles. Uh, and it's something different with Drew every Cookie week. Cookie cutter developmental era. Yep. The worst. The dirt worst. Um, I Drew McIntyre at this point as well. <laughs> this is such a... Like, he's a, obviously, he's this fantastic, hypocritical heel who always has that, like... He's driven by that self-belief in his truth. And I think that's such a contemporary character because what we're living in, like, post-truth now in everything... But the people that speak loudest are the ones that speak their truth with conviction. And that's Drew McIntyre. That's a like a 2024 contemporary take on the old Mick Foley. Put it in his book in a thousand words. You've got to believe that what you're saying is true, even if you're the villain. The new version of that is for like one person to do it. Like all the way into the White House, for example. And, and he might do it twice. And a new heel now should speak something that can be... Proven wrong by Cody Rose, the babyface, in the very same promo, and yet Drew be able to counter it with something that almost is inarguable. That, like, I think that's a real difficult balance to strike, and it's a rare case of wrestling trying to spot what people hate in the contemporary conversation, which I love. He's also a hypocrite on something that happened last week because he's doing what CM Punk did to him, but he was protesting it when Punk did. You know, when Punk was sort of looking at him and saying, look, we're not... So different, you and I. Isn't this a good thing that we went and did that? And then Drew this week turns that on Cody. You had to go in. He's like, mate, 
this was the thing that you were defending against last week. Like, you are all over the shop, but you are tethering it together through your own harebrained logic that you should be champion. It's a really delicate balance to strike, and I just think they continue to strike it. Drew needs so much credit because it's difficult material to get over uh, in a WWE context, and he does it with such confidence and poise that he's just inserted himself into a Royal Rumble conversation. It was surely a two-horse race. Mm. like, And it probably still is. Three at a push with Gunther. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he has absolutely put himself... Like, he's the guy now that is forcing people to say... Well, yeah, but what's Drew doing at mm. WrestleMania? Yeah. Stop just coming up with these fantasy scenarios for the, the top singles matches here or who fits where there. What about Drew? Like, I don't. I, Cody was great. Yeah. You need, like Punk last week, you need that person to bounce off this character and it's all got to come together. It's coming together magnificently well. I will say that you've done the, a great job of analysing why Drew was so good here. I'll put over Cody, his facial expressions of he was trying, like that veneer of trying to be the magnanimous guy was just eroding throughout this segment. He was just like, oh, God, I know what you're doing, and I don't like it, but I'm trying to be the good guy and all the rest of it. I thought his facials of, oh, will you shut up? Will you shut up? Will you shut up? (laughs) Were really good throughout. If I was going to be very me about this, I would say that the concept of continuity is just a thing, (laughs) and that's fine, and it's good that they are finally doing it. And I suppose it is impressive because, as we've mentioned, he, he has a job on to make sense of the mess that Vince McMahon made for years and years and years and years and years and years and years, and years, and years to the point where should he even be trying? He hasn't got a win-loss record that Tony Khan worked hard to establish. He's got that. He's got that instead. history. It's yeah. not, he's not got wins and losses. He has got numbers. that he's dismal, dismal omni-retconned yeah. is probably <laughs> a good way of putting it omni-retconned WWE history that he has to wade through. And I suppose it is impressive that he can make sense of just these nonsensical things. And it's sort of a flex now where he can say, look at all these, like, look at the mess we had to wade through. It's fine because it's not his mess that he has to account for. It is getting a bit much, I think, every single week. But at the same time, Hamlet makes a great point there. And it's one that I was sort of thinking about this morning of, I don't, for a second, think Drew's winning this when he's already worked Seth Rollins on TV, like, twice. Well, between Saudi and TV, Mm -hmm. they've had two matches. That ain't happening again at Mania. That is the number one rule that Triple H has picked back up um, because Vince kind of abandoned it. um, With Brock, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, for a while there at the end. Um, I'm going to watch the Rumble with vested interest because they cannot possibly be profiling Drew McIntyre in the opening segment of the show, what, three weeks in a row now between mm. the Cody, the Punk, and the Seth? Was there a Seth one? Yeah. He's going to have a fit, a conniption fit, upon getting eliminated. But now the question is, who's eliminating him? Mm-hmm. He's going to destroy them before and maybe get avenged at WrestleMania. Like, when Drew comes out, it's it's a different dimension to the Rumble. It's not so much, oh, he's going to win. It's, he's going to get eliminated, but how is he going to react to, react to mm-hmm. that elimination? Who's going to be the one to eliminate him? At this point, the rock noise is kind of quietened. What if it's Cody who eliminates him? He And he runs back and eliminates Cody. Yeah. I hate that device, but it's a weird rule that they sort of adhere to at times. I was thinking Sami Zayn or Brock Lesnar to tell entirely different stories. Brock being, well, I beat you in the uh, 
closed all WrestleMania. Now I'm going to do you in a stadium. And Sammy, because he put him out injured, and it's just a nice baby face thing to do. Yeah. Credible, big singles matches, but that don't rely on Drew's contractual yeah. obligations at the moment, which itself is a nice yeah. bit of drama to this. Uh, that's, that's it. We're speculating on, again, it's like you say, speculating on elimination is as fun as speculating on a winner. Yeah. Because the Rumble, as we've always said, should exist to create mm. stories within Triple H has done a really good job with this Drew McIntyre yeah. stuff and this added dimension to the Rumble. Speaking of... It the can be about who doesn't win. Yeah. In fact, more often over the past however many years, it should have been it's about who didn't win. extension of wins and losses matter, isn't it? Yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the... This was the... Ones. Highlight of the show by, a, by a mile. Yeah. Speaking of the dashing ones. It's time to play the game! <laughs> time to play time the to game! game. <laughs> da, 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 da. What happened around the dashing ones when they the tag title? <laughs> Uh, well, so what was dates? I don't even know the year. Yeah, I could hazard a guess. Take a guess at the year. Right. Okay. So he was dashing. That might have been a pun on a previous incarnation of his character. After, because he was going single, single, singles with dashing, mm-hmm. then disfigured. Was it in? Was it when dashing was on the way out? There, because it was Cody versus Ray at WrestleMania twenty. Seven. Seven, 2011. So maybe before he became disfigured. He had the feud with that big show at WrestleMania 28 the following year. But what you got to think about as well is that Drew from, I would say, 2013 to 14 was in the three-man band. Oh, it's well before 13, So I would 14. say 2012 because Drew had been like bullying Teddy Long and Cody was not having a lot to do but being dashing. I'm going to say 2000 and... We'll play a game. It's a game between me and yeah. you, basically, at this point. We're not conferring anymore. We're at war. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm, cause it's, it's dashing. Do you go back to dashing? God, this is so... Omni-retconned. Yeah. Mm. Omni-retconned. Right. We'll do... So one of us can win 2-1, right? <laughs> okay. I'm just formulating oh, a game in my I head. See you, I see what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. So we'll do... Yeah. 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 Defeated, yeah, yeah, and then who beat them for the belts? Okay, right, okay. So the yeah, I'm gonna go twenty because Cody was in consideration for winning Money in the Bank <laughs> in 2012 and 2013, and I don't know this from the storyline. It's just his own shoot interviews, which yeah. are way more memorable. 2011, 12, 2010. <laughs> so, so you're still dashing, basically, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, do you want so I've sh- got the point. Yeah, correct. Racist. Show is Night of Champions. Uh, I'm going to go Primo and Epico. It's a good shout. I'll go for the Heart Dynasty. One of you. Bingo! It was the Heart Dynasty. Ah, but D.A. Smith. It's 1-1. One, one. One, one. A, a whopping 35 days later, Crazy. they dropped the titles at bragging rights. But who did they lose to? Sidgwick. Was it... CM Punk and Kofi Kingston. No, dear, that's wrong. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Heart Dynasty. No, dear, oh. that's wrong. Bit of a... Was that half right? We confer on now that we've... Yes, both lost. Like, it's not a draw, I was going to say. Like, the... <laughs> <laughs> we're both won. Where's, uh... we... Did... It can't be the Colognes, because so they would have had, like, the stuff with... 
Miz and Morrison. It was on the WrestleMania. Oh 25. yeah, I, I remember that WrestleMania twenty five pre show. So that was all nine, Jeez. and we've moved into ten with these, and they've beaten the Hart Dynasty, and they've not lost them back to them. Twenty ten, did they lose them to? Uh, I got my years right. Yeah, do you think they lost them to um, John Cena and Wade Barrett? Ooh, weird <laughs> Nexus. That was I, a thing, wasn't it? It was a Cena and a Tonga. Away, away, away. We got there together because we each got a different member of the tag team. Can you Google? Because it's more interesting than Raw last night will ever hope to be. How long did Cena and Atunga hold the titles for, by the way? Uh, A maximum of four days. You're you're right, one day. (laughs) (laughs) They then dropped them immediately to Heath Slater and Justin Gabriel. Yeah, because I did a trivia slide on a list I did once where tallying up all of John Cena's tag team titles reigns with like Atunga, Batista, Miz, Sean, Miz as well. Yeah. And I think it, there was like 12. There was like 12, <laughs> something like that. Here's a question that I would like you to Google. Did CM Punk at any point defeat Cody Rhodes for a WWE tag team title of any kind? Like, could you just Ooh. look at that for me? Punk in 08. And I asked this for a reason. He did the reverse diesel, didn't he? Because <laughs> he won the world title, lost that. Won the tag title, lost them. Won the IC title at the end of the year. So it's like, yeah, won all three titles in one year. Say it the right way around, Punk. Yes. <laughs> like yeah. It's not supposed to go like this. And I asked this because I distinctly remember during that CM Punk is happy in AEW and the only happy person on wrestling Twitter. Mm. I distinctly remember this verbiage and his... I folded up the code man for the straps. I remember that. Yeah. Remember that? Because that's happy where punk, the code man, the happy generation, took root, didn't it? Yeah. Code man is a affectionate term for Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Folded up code man for the straps, yeah. Uh, right, so I'm going through this. And great, because we've just, game within a game within a game, da, 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 da. we found like a link that they can talk about in next week's promo. Yes. Played the Triple H game. And it's oh, not do even, that in the preview? It's not even his thread to pick up. It's, it's uh, like another company. Well, it's not. It's both. Yeah. A graphic man. Oh, yeah. So he obviously held the titles with Hardcore Holly. Uh, Ted DiBiase. Then yeah, Junior. Ted DiBiase then dropped it to Batista and John Cena for a whopping... Uh, the How, recognized or... And then Cena and Atunga for the ones who take it. Oh, Jesus uh, Christ. Mike Adam Lee era. How's it going, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> we had John Batista and John Cena uh, held it for a whopping seven days before dropping it. To back to Teddy Biossi and Cody Rhodes before they lost the tag titles to one CM Punk and Kofi Kingston. He folded up the code man for the straps. Love Punk and Kingston. There's something very wholesome about that when, like, years <laughs> later, when P- Punk was like, I hate everybody, but I've got a bus now. Do you want to ride? You still want to be mates? Yeah. So, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Then you banned him in 2014. <laughs> <laughs> Different story. It's not MJF. Uh, so we're backstage now. Our truth has got his. Uh, <laughs> Knockoff T-shirts. Damien yeah, Priest. He absolutely loves it, doesn't he? I like this. This Damien. was the highlight of the whole R-Truth debacle. <laughs> Damien Priest tells him he needs to stop doing this. And Truth's like, why? I'm making loads of money. And he gives Priest like, this big wad of cash. And Priest's like, oh, okay, fair enough. Uh, and he said, I've even got some here from... The old Hebner. That's <laughs> <laughs> what we call that in the business, isn't it? Yeah. The old Hebner. I said, I've even got some money here for Tom and Nick. Is Nick okay? He says, I can't find him a move. Yeah. Bit of a doom ass move from uh, Hebner, that wasn't it? <laughs> um, Allegedly. He says, uh, oh, 
all right, I'll allow you to keep some of these shirts. But uh, tonight's match, don't tag in. Truth's like, got it. I won't tag in. I and gives him a shirt. Love this and couldn't have been more disappointed with how the match played out. And I really think they lost their way so horribly in the match. I'm worried they can't get it back because oh yeah, that's dead. Because up till like literally up to the point where they're entering. And I can't wait to put something over in that entrance. Uh, this was great. The bit where he's just like, I can't find Nick on Facebook. Get the and oh my God button ready. He's done it. He's done it. So I can't find Nick on Facebook. And, Dom- and Damien Priest is trying not to break. And then he's like, uh, don't tag in. And then it's only then that you notice that Priest, uh, that R-Truth is using a purple hat to cover one eye so he can go, okay, don't tag in. Wink, wink. And then he puts the hat back down. And I was like, yep, this is on track. That's fast on track. the track. Fast track on the road to WrestleMania, methinks. I will Not say. Not so much anymore. I will say, right. When they did that segment, and then he went, like, what have you what have you got from this? And I did think to myself when I was watching this on the Discovery app. Yeah. For my sins. I went, Well, where's this going then? Mm. I did go Yeah. And I hated myself, truly. Didn't really get uh, an answer bell to bell to your question, did you? <laughs> no, and that's why I'm vindicated in my loathing of the Fed. But yeah. I did at one point go. <sighs> it's like that meme of the. <laughs> opens. I did think, oh, where's it going? Where's it going? So he just opens his WhatsApp. Oh, that's another clip of the Fed from Hampshire. Is it a 2024 one or is it just one from the last 15 years? <laughs> you can see. Where was, it, where was it going? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. We're sticking with the Judgment Day. Where did it go? I thought I knew. The Judgment Day light came out next. Dominic Mysterio and JD McDonough, they were taking on DIY. Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, who, fair play to them, had a hell of a journey just to get to Monday Night Raw uh, with all the weather problems that the US have been having. Um, early on, Ciampa knocks Dom off the apron, corkscrews over the top rope, and Gargano sends uh, JD McDonough over the announce table to take us to a break. When we come back... Um, Gargano oh so that's it so the story they were trying to tell this was my, my one issue was Gargano's been isolated for a, like the whole had a whole segment and then went to a break and it's like when you come back we know what's going to happen he's finally advert city on Monday Night Raw by yeah. the way uh, here though and he's going to make it over to the corner and finally get the hot tag to champ and they were teasing it and teasing it and teasing it I think Gargano at one point made the tag but the ref didn't see it mm-hmm. so oh, bloody hell uh, and then he goes for it again, and they do the old JD. Uh, pulls, Proud of proper coming up for it as well. Pulls Champer off the apron. Yeah. And I thought, well, here we go. We go to break. We come back. Hot tag's already happened. <laughs> Champer's oh, just running around. How long did this match go? Uh, 18 minutes. Went through two commercial breaks. I know that much. Jeez, I know. Yeah, that's bloody hell. That ad break coming back, like, you, the big thing for the TV view, obviously the live audience having a great time with it. For the TV view, the one thing you're leaning on here, and you come back from the advert, it's already happened. Thanks a lot, Kevin Dunn. <laughs> Thanks a lot, the WWE institution. <laughs> they never get that one wrong. Uh, that was like a, that really stuck out as like a yeah. production gaff. Hope something got fired for that blunder. Like it was an absolute snafu. Hot tag. Mr. Friggin' hot tag. Danny Baker's own goals and gaffs. That's it. <laughs> DIY's own uh, goals. What was and the gaffs. one? Doesn't matter. It's way too niche British. <laughs> v- I was just about to launch into way too niche. I like the one. British VHS football compilation that, tapes. Is it the Go. one who used to do the They Think It's All Over TV show you're thinking of? What's Nick Hancock. Nick Hancock. I had that VHS. You always wanted him to clear his throat. <laughs> yes, and he would like host this compilation. Yeah. And you know that Simpsons gag, right, of uh, Marge Simpson 
saying, it's a part of us all. It's a part of us all. It's a part of us all. Sorry for saying it three times, but that way you'll remember. This, I can't even remember the name of the video. I couldn't even remember who Nick Hancock was. Yeah. But there was a blunder, a gaff, <laughs> where someone ran up for a penalty and just went, Ooh. it just completely botched <laughs> it. Like tripped on the run-up. Yes. Yeah. Just, well, you completely botched a penalty. And his name was Peter Devine. And I know this because Nick Hancock said his name three times. Peter Devine, Peter Devine, Peter Devine. Honestly, if I just say things three times was, in my head, was that that's Nick the Hancock? trick. Did he get given the own goals and gaffes legacy? Was it Nick Hancock's own goals and gaffes as well? Because I know it was Danny Baker's to begin Danny with, but Baker, maybe yeah. it got handed down. Google Nick Hancock yeah. football video. John, I'm watching Peter Devine's penalty right now. Watch I, Peter Devine's penalty. We'll do Lancaster some commentary. City versus Whitley Bay, 1991. Whitley Bay! <laughs> And it's number one on whatever this list is. I think Peter it's the one where he trips. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <It's the one. laughs> I completely botches it. Peter Devine. I don't remember out from my youth, you know, other than Peter Devine. Maybe he went to that WWE show that he went to at the ice rink to cheer himself up. Might after a devastating miss. So, uh, sorry, Bret Hart versus Ric Flair. Yeah, turn his day around. Bret Hart hating every minute of it because he's getting <laughs> chopped. I don't know, Whitley Bay. It was North England, kind of like Canada. There was a hero there too. Was, yeah, I, was nice. <laughs> I had my Marty Gennetti sign. Man, I, I, did, I didn't know he was a degenerate on one of his many uh, hiatuses. You remember being that age and watching the Fed, and you'd be like, Brett, can you beat up this old guy? I remember that being that age in the Fed, and the absolute the turnover was out the ass. Yeah. So I'm watching, like, taped in the can stuff on Sky, or videos, that's mm. my diet. I'm not obviously an observer reader or anything like that at the time. Let's take a Marty Gennetti sign. There's seven, eight-year-old me. Marty Gennetti. (laughs) Where were you, Marty? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, all right, okay, I know what you're doing. You're absolutely slaying, puss. So so I was such a Slaying, puss, after getting your irresponsible ass fired again. (laughs) It was was so easy to, like, just have them, like, as a kid, to be sold a story and be like, oh, that's the 100% truth of this situation. Brett wins the belt. Uh, all the rest is small now and all the stars have gone but me as a kid it's like ah. so he's defended against uh, Virgil Papashango Papashango matches goaded by the way and the Berserker all three matches great but like what the frig's this what's Brett doing it's like yeah he's just kind of the most fightingest champion ever actually good point Good point. Yeah, that's uh, you never see Hogan working every or Warrior working every week against yeah. Berserker, Shango, and uh, Virgil. Thanks, Brett. Thanks, you really Brett. clean this place up. In terms of Marty Janay, what do you think? Better than ever. What do you think Marty Janay is going to most be known for? Sex. <laughs> right. Thanks, right. thanks, Steve. For interview of that year. Uh, Poor guy. Everyone, <laughs> everyone gets knocked down. Champa hits McDonald with a knee strike. Madonna headbutt Champa. Gargano super kick Madonna and Dom super kicks Gargano. This is awesome chant. McDonough hits Champa with a standing Spanish fly and a moonsault. Gargano breaks up the cover with a super kick. Dom drop kicks Gargano, but Gargano blocks the 619. Champa knocks Dom out of the ring, and Champa spikes McDonough with a DDT before they hit him with a meat in the middle for the 1-2-3. I was impressed by this. I was! Yeah, there is. I was impressed by this generic, if loud, match. Dirty little secret about this match, the kind of wrestling I want to watch, actually, is that DIY have had better moves matches. yes on Raw since, like, coming together again. The chemistry with a couple of clown heels was everything they needed. Like, you cannot underestimate what, like, Dirty Dom and JD McDonough did for them here in just, like, showing loads of ass proper... Like, and, like, this is preaching to the choir for anybody listening or watching this podcast. Like, they're cutting the ring off heel stuff to get the heat up for the hot tag that the crowd just, like, ate mm. up. 
They're over heels, even if you know they lose every week. This NWOB team act is working and serving that purpose. And I hope, because he's so desperate to get them over, Triple H, I hope he saw this and thought, right, stop with the quiet technical classics. Find more of these. Mm-hmm. Give them pretty deadly or something. I was about to say that, like, yeah. Find them matches like this. And all of a sudden, the stuff that is good technically, but plays out to library atmospheres sometimes, will get over all over again in the way it did in NXT. And then people yeah. will get, they'll get excited for the moves of the Z because they've seen them in the right context with which to see them. Like, and God, God, it's not being an arsehole. No, they're, they're just, and yeah, you can't out, uh, out arsehole. The Judgment Day. Yeah, so <laughs> like, again, that should be their new tagline. <laughs> just can't out arsehole. Perfect for that as well. I No, this was loud. This got chance, not just the tepid, we've been conditioned, this is awesome, for the last two minutes when the, the near falls happened. Like mm. They were into the yeah. baby faces, and I think the heels deserve credit for it. And look, it was a gentleman's three that went five minutes too long. But, <laughs> and this is a pretty big indictment of where they are at right now, that makes it the best DIY main roster appearance ever. Yeah. <laughs> cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. So we go to uh, Postman Pierce's office from earlier on in the day. Uh, Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae are already in there, but in barges, Chelsea Green and Piper Niven to complain that I think Chelsea said she had Caden Carter beat, but the referee blew it, basically. And he's like, oh, why don't you all just have a tag match? And they did. Uh, Indy and Candice versus Chelsea and Piper. And, uh, yeah, straightforward back-and-forth match. In the end, uh, Hartwell blo- blocked Green's unprettier uh, after um, Piper Niven had missed a crossbody earlier. Draped over the middle rope, Larray hit an assisted moonsault, and they got the one, two, three. Moving on. That's uh, not huh? true, Wilborn. Actually, that's not true. Uh, this was uh, botched beyond belief. Sorry for the alliteration. It is the work <laughs> of total <laughs> Because, oh my God, this was, oh my God, like, this was just... <sighs> so, 
Hartwell tags Candice LeRae. Okay. Mm. Candice LeRae then does this incredibly awkward knee-to-knee moonsault right by the ropes. You then have that uh, classic cartoon, everyone fighting in a ball, like they could not get out of each other's way no. after the ugliest finish you've seen in your life. Hartwell, who's not legal, on instinct, I guess. Yes. But uh, it's bad instinct if you've been in the system as long as that. Goes to make the pin. Candice LeRae switched on enough to realize, no, hang on, I'm legal. Get out of the way, yo. I'll do the pin. The referee's just going, <laughs> I'll count them both because I'm hardcore. <laughs> and he just counts the... He'll just count the... I'll count them both because I'm hardcore. Very good. He's just like, he's just, just counting away. Yeah. Like, what happened here? What a complete and utter shambles. What's his absolutely... He's loving it, isn't he? I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> Aye. The four, ah, you're right, like the four of them <laughs> together. What's that, um, like, martial arts dance thing? Oh, capoeira. It's like, it was like unrehearsed capoeira, because the whole point of that is, it's a, like, they know when to kick and when to duck. And all yeah, yeah. It's just seamless, isn't it? It's like, oh, God, we haven't learned capoeira, but they're doing it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> An absolute, oh, this is horrific. <sighs> um, there's a Nia Jax video. Sorry, the fucking Risible, by the way. We, yeah, for yes. balance, right? The very existence of Ladies' Night is like, how are you, Dynamite? Two women's matches is not hard. Don't make Postman Pierce's... Well, it on- is. It's taken them five years <laughs> to do yeah, it. So yeah. It's demonstrably very, very difficult. Don't make Adam Pierce's on-screen character Tony Khan's off-screen one. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell, have a frigging match. Fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't do that. It's very... This division that sits and watches the monitor every week. You know what? It's been three weeks since. We're going to have to bloody... It's, it's very much... Oh, get these bloody blithering women out of my yeah. bloody side. That'll shut them up. Two, getting, two of them, in fact. I'm getting bloody henpecked over here. <laughs> yeah. Like, pretty bad. Henpecked Pierce. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's horrible, that's really. What, yeah, that's it's the, pretty horrible, yeah. is. And again, like, this is again... Didn't they just do Shana and Zoe versus Natalia and Tina? Yeah. They won, they won it clean. It's, this almost, division, like, it's almost permissible under the guise of Charlotte, uh, Charlotte, uh, Chelsea Green is playing the role of the Karen... Yeah. yeah, who will make her voice be heard? Okay, it's a bit of a misogynistic gimmick, realistically. Yeah. The Karen, it's one thing if it's her doing all of this sort of thing, but like now that the other team are just doing the arguing as well, oh, it's just pretty bad. Triple H's women's bad. tag booking, baby faces the Karen. Like, you should complain. Yeah, go yeah. on, uh, go and solve it, this it problem. Works, yeah, yeah, like the he's he's getting away with it. He continues to get away with it because. As like we get a segment as evidence later on the show, mm. I can't really fault his female star creation. Yeah, and I never could on NXT, but I follow on the main roster. Can absolutely fault his mm. booking of the rest of it. I know it's it's the, the last thing he gets to ten minutes this before the show goes on the air. Excruciating silent. I just want them to get to Kane, Katana Chance and Kane Carter versus Asuka and Kyrie Sane. It's all I care about. They have got more important. Business about which WWE actually cares is my hope. So they'll never care about these titles. They're dead. They're dead. They're yeah. dead. Uh, the the silence that this ma- that this match played out to is excruciating. You could hear a rat piss on can. <laughs> kind of light crowd tonight, <laughs> wasn't it? It's louder than it was ten minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. DIY match. Uh, so yeah, Nia Jax video package. Rhea Ripley's are going to have to sort this out. She storms off. Uh, Judgment Day. 
uh, are there, and, and McDonald's like, yeah, why aren't we taking out our truth right now? <laughs> David Priest like, because he's giving me all this bloody money. And McDonald's like, can I have a bit of that? Priest is like, no, you're not on the merch. <laughs> and uh, and they go, right, well, he's still got to kick his ass later. <sighs> anyway. Well, it's big. The next Sami Zayn thing kind of died, so I'll be nice to him. I don't know. Is it like, yeah. if Eurosshop <laughs> could have like got in gear over the last seven days, I'd have, you already, have, you I'd have already bought that Archery You were, in fact, fuming that you were unable yeah. to. Yeah, because I want the punk one. But you get like thirty percent off with your purchase. That's slightly better. Like yeah, that's get, slightly better. You get money off. Got slightly, <laughs> slightly more respect for you. <laughs> <laughs> you get money off if you order like the two. But I need it to cross that threshold. I love punk, but it, you know I'm not like just Why don't you on that. buy a T-shirt worn by one of your other favorite stars in WWE? Didn't even think about that, but there is loads that I could choose from. You know, there's three shirts. And I'm not including the Jimmy really? you saw one with the North through it. You can get it in blue, you can get it in white, and you can get the first one that he started wearing. There might even be a fourth one where it's blurred from that week where they had the copyright issue. That'll be down the rare. They got the rare one, the rare. not just the one they're trying to get rid of. The rare yeet shirt. Uh, Ludwig Kaiser. <laughs> That's it. When we were like when he first came over, I was like, Sitch, I absolutely love this jeez, and I still do. But like, I'm not going to eat shit. <laughs> Don't want to eat shit. Don't want to eat shit. No, no thanks. Oh, he's doing a great deal, is he? Well. well I th- yeah, I'm sort of giving Wilborn one here. Let for it play what out, got, baby. For what we got later. Because Ludwig Kaiser introduces Gunther. He's back. Great to see him back. Yeah, it is. So crowd weren't really sure how to feel about it. Such a good face, hasn't he? Yeah. Crowd, it was weird sensation. I mean, he's you a would heel. agree. I would. He's a heel. So everyone's meant I mean, to his expressions. Him, but people are, are happy to see him back. Like, genuinely. Yeah. Yeah. The, this act as well. I love them to get, like, why Imperium shouldn't fight? Is because they're so wonderful as like friends. Like they just really back Gunther. They think he's the best, and they're right. And they also kick ass themselves when they're permitted to. It's the stupidest stable infighting there is. I have used the. I've invoked the four horsemen, the like mid to late eighties, a vintage horseman. As the, I just wish more wrestling stables were just like-minded guys that you can just imagine, readily imagine, actually hanging out. Mm. Making the towns together, like-minded, kicking ass for like a couple of years, and then you can do the breakup when it gets a bit dull. That's the model. Use the model. In AEW and WWE, there's always these haphazard alignments. You're not really hanging out together. I don't buy it. Or you're just infighting from the off to engineer conflict. Imperium are the worst people to infight because they're the closest thing to the horsemen in yeah, US yeah. wrestling right now. Just these ass kickers who very much hang out. I just buy it. He backs, love kicking ass. He backs him here, doesn't he? He's like, it's freaking Gunther, lads. Like, get hyped. Like, yeah. He's so into him. I and then it, I'm he sure drinks he... it in. Yeah. yeah. So Exclament. Yeah, I was going to say, he came out and people were kind of like, oh, I'm actually really happy to see you. And he's like, well, that can't be like this. So he says, I'm back. We're close to the rumble. I can smell the desperation around the place. And because it's really in Arkansas, I can smell the excrement as well. So uh, he says, oh, I've seen since I've begun, everyone's been arguing about who's going to win the rumble. I'll remind excrement. you. I'll remind you of one thing. That's sweet popped. Uh, I entered the Rumble at number one last year and lasted until the end. I was one elimination away from winning. This year, I'm going to win the Rumble as Intercontinental Champion and main event WrestleMania. But now I'm going to turn my attention to Ludwig Kaiser, uh, and he shows the replay of uh, Kofi getting his head taken off. And uh, he said, look, that was a side of you. I always wanted to see grit, confidence, courage. He hugs him. Uh, And then he's interrupted by a returning, another return. Uh, Xavier Woods. Good to see him back as well. Um, He says, I've got a problem with you. You took it... Way too far, actually, last week, trying to kill my friend. Uh, <laughs> he said, uh, let's have a, a bare knuckle fight then. Uh, unless you're going to have to ask your daddy for permission. 
And uh, Gunther just hands the mic to Kaiser. And he says, you sure about this? After what I did to Kofi last week, you dare to challenge me. You really conveyed the gravity there in your recap. (laughs) You dare to challenge me. Uh, What I did to Kofi last week is nothing compared to what I'm going to do to you tonight. I'm going to take your head as well. Kaiser tried to attack him. Woods, they brawl. They have to be separated. And we go to a break before the match can start. Yeah, more to say about this when Jayuso pops in later. But the Gunther promo first was just fabulous. Uh, he is a, as good as a made man without carrying the world title and fantastic because he's carrying the Intercontinental one. Again, like I keep saying this, it's, I, I, it's so hard to get out with the mindset of, oh, like when somebody wins that title, isn't it going to be a shame that it's all over? No, the whole point is to rebuild it, not just to rebuild it on Gunther. So the big test is going to be when he loses it because he's, he's a top guy. Gunther's a top guy. He's a really good WWE promo as well. I don't think people saw this coming, but he's he's kind of got the lot. Mm. He's, he's he's also showing you in a very different way to Cody Rhodes why he's ready to be the guy. Yeah. It's great. He's got that... Uh, it's a bit Bockwinkle-esque. Yeah, yeah. A bit Bockwinkle-esque, which I'd never have imagined, really, especially within the WWE confines. But now he's got that aloof, just that'll pure be, That'll arrogance. be tickling Triple H's balls, that will, wouldn't it? Maybe, that's, love where that. it like, yeah. Maybe that's where it comes from. Maybe that's where it comes from. I know it was long words. Mm. Excrement. <laughs> Great stuff, that. I know it wasn't... Oh, sorry. So this is his facial expression as well. Uh, excrement. <laughs> Uh, do you know what it, uh, I've got the f- sensation of, and I know everything around this was dreadful, but do you remember the moment in Black and Gold NXT where Keith Lee finally beat Adam Cole? He's won everything, he's won the gold, and they just had that shot of, like, carrying Cross being like... Yeah, love that, I'm love that. That's effectively the vibe I'm getting from Gunther, of just like, yeah, you can all battle and fight it out. Eventually, someone's going to have to go one-on-one for the Gunther for the world title, and they're going to lose. And it's to the point... Probably about, in Berlin. To the point about the Drew thing, he can't. Could win, but he probably won't. Uh, that's a story, isn't it? Like if Gable tips him, we can all get excited again. That Gable's like, this is how he fought his way back to the Intercontinental mm-hmm. title. And you're off to the races with their WrestleMania thing. I, I don't know, but somebody will. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that's the best you get uh, in terms of beating Gunther, isn't it? Is eliminating him from the Royal Rumble. It's a bit like when Brock was in it, you're like, well, who, who wins the Rumble? But also who eliminates Brock? Because they're arguably two different yeah. big trophies. They're getting both the Drew, obviously, in the end. Uh, but in, the, in terms of the Xavier Woods, Ludwig Kars match, load of fun. Woods got his mouth busted open, was yelling. It looked great. It obviously eventually went to a DQ uh, because Kaiser tried to do what he did to Kingston with hoying the chair at him. Uh, Woods ducked it and got it himself and, and gave him a taste of his own medicine. Um and so Woods goes to get a steel chair. Kaiser kicks it in his face, tries to do, again, the spot he did to Kofi last week with him running drop kick over the steel steps or the other week. Um, Woods comes back, though, hits him with a drop kick uh, and tries launching the steps at Kaiser, who thankfully ducks at the last second and bails into the crowd. I'll talk about the segment that came afterwards as well here because later on, Byron Saxton tries to interview Xavier Woods, but before he can say anything, in comes Ludwig Kaiser. But he is saved, Xavier Woods, by Jey Uso. I love the bond that you have between the New Day and the Usos and Kaiser sort of backs off and this potentially could be going somewhere. I love that bond too and I want to put over quite a bit about this like, I'm not, I'm still not convinced that the best thing to do last week was have Jey Uso say I'd like to win a singles title and then Cody seemed to pick that up and be like Jey Uso could win the Royal Rumble we should be talking about winning yes. the Rumble but looking at the timeline of this I feel like a pivot has been made in terms of it would have been Jey Uso I'm going to win the Rumble da 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 and if you track this back, this New Day Imperium anger, it's not a few, they're really pissed off with each other, comes from the week that Giovanni Vinci got shoot injured. Mm. Now, they can't have planned for that injury, 
but they've certainly had to pivot as a result of it. So Kofi injures inadvertently Giovanni Vinci for real. Ludwig Kaiser, so pissed off about that, injures Kofi in what we assume to be a work. That opens the door for Xavier Woods to come back, which he'd have been waiting in the wings to come back anyway, but we'd assume it'd be for a tag. Mm. New Day and Imperium have yeah. a tag match, but instead, oh, they can't do that now because we've had to storyline injure Kofi Kingston. And then casting Jey Uso's Xavier Woods' as saviour is really nice New Day Uso's law, yeah. but he's now the, ah, last week he said he won a singles title, and look, he's just walked into Gunther's orbit. And all of a sudden I'm thinking, well, maybe Jey Uso eliminates Gunther, gets a title shot, that becomes a really nice little TV program and Jimmy screws him out of that and there's your Jimmy. And it's like, if that all started as a bit of a pivot from Giovanni Vinci getting injured for real, which you have to assume that they've had to pivot somewhere, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. I just wish someone could have called that. Uh, Bronson Reed cut a promo. Score uh, 10 for the only real journalist. Um, don't indulge him. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't give him any more sugar. <laughs> Bronson says uh, there's a man right now who holds a championship in WWE who doesn't realise that sooner or later it will belong to Big Bronson Reed who's that then? Seth? Mm, basically who's going to lose to in a Raw match yeah we've already either s- of them he lost to moving Gunther on, moving on lost to Gunther yes he did Roman. in a match that was wildly overrated yeah Roman doesn't know he exists <laughs> Bronson, <laughs> Ray, Bronson Reed even of Adelaide Australia just to remind you that's pretty good. Bronson and Seth at Chamber for the belt. Bronson somebody for the belt in Australia. Any other belts that aren't the world title? Anything kicking around in the undercard? <laughs> people, like, people like the Gunther match. I thought it was just... Keith Quiet? Is he? Somebody mentioned this to me on X, and I forgot to mention it in the preview. Little Rock, Arkansas, was where... Well, she missed. But the 24-7 title was supposed to go in the bin. Is it? Bronson <laughs> just talking about himself. Maybe he's, he's plucked the belt out of the bin and he's cutting a promo around a mirror. Adelaide, more like Red Adelaide, he's 24 7 champion. Um, Jinder Hall video package followed by uh, Ivar versus Akira Tozawa. Uh, Tozawa tried to get some offense in, but it's Ivar. He wrecked him. Spinning power slam, running crossbody, goes up top, but uh, then Maxine Dupree does a little dance on the apron that distracts him. So Tozawa kicks him, sunset flip power bomb, one, two, three, red. <laughs> And then afterwards, Valhalla nuts in Maxine Dupree. Ivar nuts in? Not, <laughs> Ivar drops the Zara with a spin kick. Uh, and then, yeah, Valhalla headbutted Dupree out of the ring. I and thought Ivar. you said something completely different about a different person. No, uh, Ivar hit Tazar with a moonsault afterwards. Just this? relentless. But I did trash. watch this and then that recap. I thought you said that Ivar nutted in. But you said something <laughs> no. completely different. Well, um, this is it. The magic power Vikings suddenly looked like you wanted to. It's like, oh, I've got these powers from Norse mythology and nothing will stop me in my quest for gold and turn the ring into a boat. I also like tits. Like, this was so end-to-end dumb. Like, the, how can we have uh, Ivar get a banana skin win? And then, like, Triple H is like, goes in the IG playbook. Chicks. Hot chicks. Hot chicks. Get her out there. And then they do the WWE uh, finishing really count. This is the real quiz. But... It's not the real quiz, because now, like, Chad Gable's... This was like a match to build a match. Chad Gable's going to fight, it, teach Ivar a lesson next week, and Ivy Nile's going to fight Valhalla. What lessons, exactly? Because Akira Tozawa got it done. <laughs> like, lesson concluded. Ivar lost. This was so dumb. People forget how unfunny Triple H is, yeah. and what he finds funny not being funny. 
Like he had a big say over his career mm. in the 2000s, you might know, and a lot of it was cock jokes. He would do stuff <laughs> like that. Don't you sing, mate? Yeah. It's meant to be. Like, <laughs> it's meant to be ironic. But you know what I mean? Like, he yeah. loves crap comedy, and there was a, it was in abundance on Raw last night. Then uh, we see a post from Instagram from one CM Punk. Because next week, he's going face-to-face with Cody Rhodes. I think it's time you ask me what I want to talk about. Tweeted or Instagrammed. Face to face, cards on the table next week in New Orleans. Not a single bit of material or skin left on my thighs. <laughs> Even you're going to stink cock, though, aren't you? <laughs> Thinking about that face to face. I had a really good conversation yeah, across were. the desks with Murray first thing this morning that this graphic, this idea of the two of them having a promo against each other. It's not just when like me and Murray are at odds with our pro wrestling tastes. I would even say this includes Cedric, but yeah, like, it does. Just <laughs> I, I saw the graph. I was trying to articulate on last week's Dynamite preview why, uh, like Hangman Page and Claudio Castagnoli are obviously that's a, what a cool match that is, and that was all I could say <laughs> with enthusiasm. I've not been able to stop thinking about these two cutting promos on each other. Like it, it's, I guess even as podcasters, analysts, whatever, sometimes. Not explaining it is explaining it. The feeling. There is just, like, our love that we have in, like, it's immortal. Happy birthday, Sidgwick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian, get, uh, Brian Danison gets excited to fight Kenny Omega. Like, I want these two to talk almost as much as I want them to wrestle. And this is the first one. So, like, the, f- the first is better than everything. And, like, I, 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 I'm so excited. I was, and I would never do this, obviously. It's my son's birthday, and we've got a lot of plans this weekend coming up. Where's this going? <laughs> Like, it's my son's birthday on Thursday. I just wanted to know. Not that I ever would have done it. I wouldn't have done it. Why have I done it? <laughs> what are you I talking in, about? I put in Flights Plus Hotel this morning. Jesus. And, I, like, I came up... There was a <laughs> there was a price to travel on... Sun, from Newcastle to travel on Sunday. Oh, the New Orleans, yeah. To New Orleans. Yeah. I've never been to New Orleans. So no, this is really good. Like, it's great. New Orleans is wonderful. Go to Frenchman Street. Like, plus digs. So, like, three nights... Um, five from Newcastle on Sunday because I've got lots of plans. It's my son's birthday on Thursday, so we've got lots of weekend plans. But there's like an afternoon flight from Newcastle. I'm assuming it would have gone through London. I didn't check me on that because that would have been silly. <laughs> like 987 quid for three nights return flights. It's like, that's and a comms. Yeah, yeah. That's good, isn't it? It's pretty like 987 quid per person. And then I was like, well, yeah, but then like, <laughs> and then this is when it gets really stupid. So you definitely can't do this, Hamflet. He says, but I checked anyway. Because the Rumble's in Florida, isn't it? So it's like, well, then we just fly home from Florida and stick around for the week. And and I I didn't, it would have been stupid, lads. It would have been stupid. promo. Missing your kid's birthday to stand up for the Fed. Missing half of it. Concluding a lovely weekend's festivities to immediately get on a plane. (laughs) And I, but I was like, if this comes in at 600, for example. Birthday weekend. No, no, no. Halfway across the Atlantic Ocean birthdays on to a see Cody Rhodes and CM Punk talk, which he could have done on telly. It, uh, it's the birthdays on Thursday, and yeah, he has a birthday with celebration. Yeah, weekend. exactly. Obviously, right. So and like, he'd be flying on uh, Sunday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> see you later, yeah. This is great. Uh, and you're already abandoning him to go to America in April. Yeah, but I mean, come on, <laughs> WrestleMania. Yeah, I'll be like Charlie, son, I love you. It's the showcase of the immortals. And he'll go, I get it, Dad. Son. I, I get it, Dad. It's the grandest stage. And I'm like, that's right, son. No, like, it, I, I would never do it. 
But if it had come in at under 600 quid, I'd be having a conversation. I'd be like, "Yeah, hey, love, I, wild idea, wild idea." It's, I'll be back. I'll be back by uh, Tuesday slash Wednesday. Oh, and you'll be fresh as a daisy. I'll be tired. <laughs> I'll be tired. I'll be tired. Also, by the way, I won't be with you on Saturday because I'm doing the Royal Rumble stream. I would have forgotten about that. That would have been some. That would have been trouble city. But I would have said, "Look, I'll be back by Wednesday. Why don't you book something for Wednesday, Thursday, Friday?" And I'm like, <laughs> "I got this." Hey, Rufflin, why you book some eh? <laughs> Hey, I'm dropping 900 quid to go to America to watch a promo. See you later. It's <laughs> like go to the pictures. That's it. It's like, it's a draw in a way. That'd be funny. I'm like you're an absolute <laughs> freak. Anyway. I love it. Fair play. Long story short, I didn't book it. <laughs> got 23 minutes left of this. All oh, right. 980. Yeah. Hippocratic oath. 987 quid was just uh, a bit too rich. Like three nights in New Orleans, That's, flights yeah, to Newcastle. Yeah, it's a good deal. Like, <laughs> could have been, like been like a live correspondent for you. Like, uh, it was really good anyway. The signal's crap. See you later. It's really good. <laughs> this was a good idea. Rhea Ripley comes out. She's sick of people like Nia Jax claiming this is their division. Division belongs to her, she says. Uh, if you win the Royal Rumble, don't challenge me because you'd be wasting your opportunity. Mommy's always on top. Becky Lynch interrupts. They do a sort of circling as they cut these promos. Uh, Dad, I play with my new, my new toys. No, I've got a pack, son. I've got a pack. Let's play a suitcase. <laughs> Mom's told me to pack for a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> right, Becky Lynch says it's an actually book. <laughs> they're two of the very best to do it. Uh, it's funny, you know, because as well, because I've made a point to myself like this WrestleMania trip, only a partial work thing. A lot of it's going to be a jolly. So it's like just yeah. Not, by the way, he's going with his mate and doing the live show with us. Yeah, yeah. It, but like some of it is just going to be to experience the weekend. Haven't done that properly before ever, really. And like I was like, no gigs this year. Maybe one or two. And I've, I'm going to stick to that. I've already, like, noped a couple of things Good in my head. That, yeah, Anna. She's a lucky lady. Lucky lady. Uh, it's a bonus. Like, we've been together, like, nearly 20 years. Like, a break from me is, is her <laughs> gift. But, like... <laughs> when do I get it? <laughs> <laughs> but I... So, like, I was, yeah, I'm going to cut down the gigs. Because there's a big thing coming up in April, and it's an expense and all the rest of it. And then that's all true. What is also true is me going on Expedia and being like, but how much to New Orleans for a, for a, a three-day trip? Becky Lynch says they're two different bring people. You, bring back some um, beads or pills or whatever. <laughs> with this, with similar stories. What's the food thing called? Beignet? Is that what it is? Uh, the pool boy is a nice new old. Hey, Sid, you made a pool boy. I thought it was the bunker. What? <laughs> Monday morning. <laughs> the pool boys. That uh, would be funny for me. Gumbo. Gumbo. Me and you walked in on Monday, and I was like, Sid, you're going to have to catch up on SmackDown. You're like, why? I'm like, he's in bloody New Orleans. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Becky, three Ripley, they're out there. Two, of the, two very different people with similar stories. Two people coming from foreign lands to becoming the best to ever do it. Uh, two Another link, yeah? have an erection soon. Two people who were Another link. No, that wasn't even the best thing about this. Yeah, no. Two people who were afterthoughts at WrestleMania one year, becoming the faces of the industry the next. But there are differences. One of them won the main event of WrestleMania. The other didn't. One had the strength of a bear. The other had the heart of a lion. Uh, here they stood, two of the, two of the best, very best to ever do it. There's a voice in Becky Lynch's head, though, telling that maybe, just maybe, Rhea Ripley's better. 
Lynch said she needed to prove that she wasn't. She needed to take the title from her. She needed to win the Rumble. Point to the sign and declare that it would be Mammy versus the man at WrestleMania. And Ripley said, there's only one other person that wants to win the Royal Rumble match more than yourself, and that's me. See you at WrestleMania. There is a criminal example elsewhere on this show of where Triple H doesn't do this, but this is the best example on this episode, at least, of 2019. Tony Khan wins and losses matter. Destroys Triple H in a wrestling war, and he goes, yep, thanks very much. <laughs> Becky Lynch saying this is believable enough on its own terms. She, you know, she had to kind of go back to NXT to find herself a little bit last year, but who last week showed absolutely no fear in the face of Rhea Ripley, Nia Jax, who has holds this victory over Becky Lynch and is completely in her head and has given the man doubt for the first time that not only can she win the Rumble, but that even if she got back to WrestleMania against Rhea Ripley, she couldn't do it anymore. Nia Jax, because wins and losses matter. This is really nice storytelling, rumble booking, all of it, showing you a potential WrestleMania main event to see if you like the look of it. Spoil it, you do. Like, how great would this be, potentially? Uh, while without even needing to mention Nia Jax's name, you just know enough to mm. know why the character's speaking as they are. Loved it. I thought this was quite strong as well. Yeah. Building on the back of last week, it's one of those things where maybe, I don't know, I haven't measured the temperature of this. I don't know if it's just my social media isn't curated in the direction of WWE takes. I don't know what the old heads would have thought of Becky Lynch outright as a babyface being that vulnerable. I thought it was really good. I liked yeah. it. It was refreshing, yeah. It's putting over here as well, isn't it? I mean, she, that's... A, yeah, yeah. Like, she's... Like, it's... That's... There's nothing... Because I, I get what you're saying. That all like that... That typical WWE never speaks like that. Yeah. But you kind of... But I thought it was refreshing. It's yeah. a good word. And strong. Preserve the good work of Rhea Ripley over the last 12 months. Yeah. In a way that, like, a lot of her TV matches don't. Yeah. Uh, Seth Rollins is in the back. pay much attention to what he was saying because I was just astonished he was indoors and you could see his breath yeah. uh, but he hyped up the match 200 days as champion Jinder Mahal NXT title blah 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 did his catchphrase that we just played and uh, everyone went along with it this is the criminal thing I was just talking about but last week Jinder you're a friggin joke like we use your title run as a punchline because it's the worst thing this company ever did blah 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 seven days later <laughs> Jinder's a hell of a challenger, man. NXT was a hell of a time. I'm going to give him a bet. What? Like, I was purposely saying, this is now, sorry, this is not even for the haters. This is for nobody. This match exists for no reason, really, other than because Jinder was the rock punchline and Triple H just likes to finish his little things. And now all of a sudden, Seth's taken a week to ponder it and he's like, has he been looking at those engagements account? Maybe Getting worked by it. Maybe Jinder is good, actually. <laughs> oh, God. Like yeah, Jinder was uh, generational low-key cook and go. <laughs> Jinder's the best wrestler on the planet, goated. period. <laughs> he was good. Where did this promo come from? I didn't believe it. That's uh, bad. Anyway, bad then we've got The Miz. Bad storytelling. He, Miz comes out, and uh, he's followed by, oh, I forgot to do this earlier, the team that he's going to be facing. Finn Balor, Damian Priest, the show. Dominic Mysterio, JD McDonough, and our truth and collectively, they're in the f***ing judgment day, yeah. yeah. <laughs> live, live, live. And here they say The augmented reality bit here, oh. by the way. There's a true with Zulin Swords. And it's just, oh, that's just me, our truth. <laughs> in his own little mini Druid thing. It's that's not, not bad. Much was. 
Sucked ass. Artruth hands out cash to the judgment day to start. Spills it everywhere. Sort of gathers it up. Gives some to Finn. Some to Dom. JD McDonald's like, where's mine? He's like, you're not in the judgment day anymore. I don't want to tell you. Good. Um, and uh, they try. Miz is like, what are you doing? <laughs> you got to fight him. And Truth's like, I don't know. I can't tag in. So I have to start the match. Um, so Finn jumps him. And Truth's like, what are you doing? We're friends. Uh, and then he, he fires back, just muscle memory, instinct. And he apologizes, says, my bad. So Finn shoots the leg, stomps on his chest. Truth rolls to the outside. And uh, he says, hey, take it easy, guys. It's not, it's not supposed to hurt, remember? We go to break. Um, Priest gets tagged in, sort of hesitates. He doesn't want to hurt our truth uh, But he grabs him, and Truth has just got away from Finn Balor. Again, instinctively, uh, R-Truth hits a jawbreaker, doesn't realize it's Priest. He goes down. Finn tags himself back in. Um, Truth gets away from Finn, tags in Miz. Miz runs wild, knocking people over tables and, and what have you, and lung blowers on, on Finn and what have you. Um, Truth gets brought back in, hits the rope, kicks Finn, hits the rope, scissor kick, and then realizes what he's done, um, apologizes to, to Dom, who's jumped up on the apron. Uh, Priest comes in, uh, in amongst all this. Truth is about to swing for him, but he stops himself. And uh, Priest's like, what are you doing? I thought we were a Matt team. Matt Jackson, Kenny Omega. What happened to us as a team? Uh, it's even worse. Finn rolls him up. Truth hits him with a heel <laughs> kick. Turns around. Sure. South of heaven from Damian Priest. Who just Ola boy. Rolls out, the dr- rolls out the ring. Finn I covers wish. one, two, three. A mess. Too cute. Way too cute for it. Like, and ultimately, they've all, if this was ever going to be, and I, like I was saying it yesterday, like ultimately, if R-Truth had stayed as over as he was but last Damian week. Damian Priest and R-Truth were the mega powers yesterday. The, <laughs> the idea could stay hot and interesting. Like, awesome truth, or as good as anybody to be the what, like, truth, it, I, I'm your real friend, the, these guys, whatever. And they've pretty much killed all my interest in it. It's there to be reheated, but, like, this was a mess. The whole, like, the money bit was funny with JD McDonough. I, I just like that yeah. refusal to sell that he's actually in the group. But everything else is like, oh, God, like, I've hit you by accident. Well, now I'm going to have to finish you. Like, Damien Priest is still watching Finn Balor just kick the shit out of him. And he's like, and then he gets in there. Oh, no, I don't want to do it. But you've been absolutely fine with watching a guy try and break his leg for the last five minutes. Miz, of all people, like, God bless him trying to do a babyface fire up. I like the Miz, but he can't do it. <laughs> but he had to because the rest of the agent and just hung him out to dry. Mm. What a stupid idiot to stand there like, what's going on? <laughs> you can see. Is what's going on? It's not an invisible camera covering the whole ring that doesn't include you. You're in this. Just a mess. So it's a mess and it was trash. And the idea with this is like our truth simply does not have the range. It's too stupid, a <laughs> one dimensional a character for seven year olds. Right? That's the problem with our truth. Wasn't last week, didn't he? Um I'm I'm still fighting for this title, don't get me wrong, but not the idea that he's trying to do anything with like Emotional weight, like tension between R Truth and Damien Priest, was laughable, absolutely laughable. The hater within just oh, really enjoyed this. Oh, I got off. Uh, dare I say it? Like Triple H, just keep the friends. Friends, the, the conflict I can't buy. Mm. The friendship is quite funny to watch. The conflict is risible. They are reaching for conflict here. <laughs> Jinder Mahal's meditating in the back. He says it's been a seven-year drought, but he's the most talked-about star of 2024. Everyone's divided. His focus is singular. 12 years in the making. Get to the rumble. Narrowed down to one night. 
Uh, tonight is when he be- beats Seth, becomes world heavyweight champion. And there's also a promo from Shinsuke Nakamura. Didn't get the desired result last week, uh, but he's still hungry. Uh, Cody better keep an eye open. That story doesn't end until he says so. It's done. Um, <laughs> but he's turning his hunger to the Royal Rumble. He's, uh, he's a dangerous Shinsuke Nakamura when he's hungry. 29 other men, all hoping to make it to the top. He's going to feast on their dreams. God almighty. Well, I'm sick of wrestlers talking about food as relates to their competition. It makes me feel, it gives me the ick. I'm hungry. I need to eat. Say you want to fight. I'm, I'm sick of that, by the way. Jinder Mahal. I'm hungry for opportunities. Ugh. Jinder Mahal earnestly talking about being the best slash most talked about slash whatever of a 15-day period is pathetic, mate. Especially <laughs> like, given the I'm reason. I'm talking about guy in 2024. It's 15 days old, you loser. Given, like, given, God the, almighty. given the tone of the conversation surrounding yeah. it as well. I mean, that is pathetic. Just stop insulting my intelligence. Mm-hmm. The Shinsuke thing. I think you have to kind of say, oh, it's not finished, even though it is. I wouldn't worry if I was a Cody Rhodes fan. And no. I mean, this, is, this is over and done with. You just had to say it isn't. Pinsky. Shayna Baszler versus Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark. Skip. Don't even talk about yeah. the result. I'm, I'm worried about the time. Last week, uh, Baszler tapped out Natalia. Uh, enough of all that. It's now time for this. It's short. It's crap. It's wrestling related. The five-star review review. Nailed it. Nah. <laughs> and this week's five-star review review is brought to you by Jake. If you want to suggest something short, crap, and wrestling related for us to review, you can either do so by leaving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or leave us a five-star rating on Spotify. Screenshot it. We need the proof. And email it to me, adam.wilbur.whatculture.com. Exactly how Jake has done here. Jake writes, hello! I've been listening to you, gents, since around the end of 2017. I've recently migrated. Right. recently migrated over to Spotify. The first chance I got one to submit my five-star review review. At my job, I record the voicemail message for The Office. And the amount of times I've had to re-record it because, Hello! comes bursting out at me from Wilborn's relentless charisma. Thanks very much. Just cannot be denied. The banner between the Dadleys has made for years' worth of entertainment. And for all this time, I never knew what Dadley stood for. I just assumed it was some sort of UK football reference or something. Until Wilborn became a Dadley, and it all clicked. Congrats. I, too, am a proud dad. Does this make me an honorary Dadley? Absolutely, Jack. Yeah. Uh, Also, shout out to our Indianapolis Colts, who won the big one back in 2006, the year my wife and I started dating. Haven't made the playoffs. Bit of trivia, put the guy over. It was Jack G. King. It was, yeah. Back in the day, obviously, who called me and Hamlet the Dadley Boys. We were ancient fossils compared to the rest of us. We are tired eyes and children. Uh, oh, we had good takes. So he was acknowledging that as well as our time. Indeed, yes. It was, the, it was about the authority, really. I think so. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Sidgwick's takes on professional it was wrestling. Like we've stuck with it, so yeah. it's a fantastic name. name. Sidgwick's takes on professional wrestling are often in line with my own. I am a proud owner of Becoming All Elite and Developmental Hell. And if you didn't know what that is, not doing the whole bit. It's this book. Uh, if you live in, where do you live? Uh, Jake said he lived in the world. Well, you can buy it. It's on Amazon. Uh, I've, I've, I haven't read them yet. Uh, I realised pretty quickly Sidge's writing skill is a masterful level 100, or I am a piddly level 2, but they are proudly displayed on my bedside stand. Sidge, what has happened to our AEW? Uh, and Hamlet, your, hair is a squ- your head is as square as my head is long. I'm thankful to be able to express my appreciation for the three of you. pretty goddamn long, then. <laughs> Must be a long old face. Cheer up, pal. Like horse, actually. <laughs> Uh, the years of entertainment you've provided for my five-star review review, I'll ha- let Hamfoot flex that beautiful encyclopedic brain and pick something from the WWF side of the Monday Night Wars as I was a very loyal Sting and WCW kid. Sincerely, thank you to all three of you. Jake. Thank you, Jake. Thanks, Jake. 
My sympathies, Jake. Pricking the wrong side, but you know. Yeah, twice. Uh, twice, actually. Um, Sorry. I wanted to find something for Jake, mm-hmm. but make your life a little bit easier, Wilborn. And I know the type of comment sections you like to troll through. Route one. Route one. Definitely for you. Definitely not for me. A SmackDown mud match from 1999. Take it away. Oh, my God. I don't. What's the backstory to this? Oh, I suppose I could get into it. You could do. Because Jeff Jarrett comes out to start all this, Sidge. How's he picked this? Jeff Jarrett was a raging misogynist. I like how they were able to make that a character as opposed to everyone. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. It was. He stands out in this. His gimmick might as well have been, well, he wears boots. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was hilarious. But he was, there was absolutely no ambiguity about this, the worst guy for his actions. Wrestling has really lost its way with that bit, I think. I did in the Attitude Era especially, but I think even now, uh, you wouldn't get an on-the-nose misogynist because too many people would then be like, hang on, this sort of stuff goes on in the background more than us up front. We can't boo this guy. We need to see the real actions taking place behind the scenes. So why is he trying to punish Miss Kitty with all this? She has inadvertently, um, she's interfered a couple of times. Deborah's now left the Jarrett stable, Mm -hmm. the Jarrett universe. And she's interfered a couple of times in a way that haven't gone so well. And he's found himself forced to defend the Intercontinental title against China once again. Uh, This time it's going to be in a good housekeeping match, which of course we know how all that turned out. So, yeah, Jeff Jarrett comes out wearing waders, accompanied by Miss Kitty. Uh, I also got a big pop out of SmackDown sponsor being Dino Crisis, which I haven't heard from what about. What a game. What a game. 25 years. Um, <laughs> Proper, like, sort of, only out the mind of a, like, late-night video game developer. It's like, well, we've done uh, various, covered loads of wars, covered loads of, like, terrorists that you've got to shoot. Who, who's the baddies this time? These dinosaur assholes are out of control. <laughs> <laughs> We're in crisis. <laughs> <laughs> they made, like, one of the Jurassic Park films of recent times. I'm sure, like, we've come to live with the dinosaurs once again, but not the ones that have got friggin' lasers on their heads <laughs> and designed to attack humans. That's Dino Crisis. Um, do Americans have different kind of mud to us? Well, because this mud was sort of like brown, cream, grey water, basically. Yeah. I understand why, because of what was about to happen, yes. and they needed to not just be, yeah. Like anyway, Nesquik and Jerry Lawler's discharge. That's what it looked like. It is. Probably uh, was. Double J says he's found a place for the women of WWF, mud wrestling. Uh, He says, after the fiasco on Monday night, this is his words, not mine. After the fiasco on Monday night, this is the only place that the broads should be fighting. Uh, Later on, right here in this mud ring, courtesy of Jarrett Enterprises, Miss Kitty will be getting it on knee-deep in the slop. Uh, And since the women of the WWF are so obsessed with their cleavage, the only way to win the match, Sidge? By getting your top ripped off. Yep, Uh, ripping your opponent's top off. Jerry Lawler. Yeah, the, the opposite of what I said. He does it a lot of uh, of going his, here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Awful. It goes through me every time he does it. D- uh, d- again, Jarrett, like the heel, getting booed, needs stopping, and China's going to be the one to stop Not bad storytelling. Yeah. It's China that's going to be the one to stop him. Jerry Lawler, the babyface commentator, endorsing the worst bits he was, of that character. He, w- like that. he was a heel commentator... <laughs> But at the same time, was people liked him for liking tits, though, didn't that they? That's it, yeah. That's what babyface did. <laughs> Me and Jerry, yeah. <laughs> uh, fighting Brett, kind of an asshole, but we're both sex havers. Yeah. So, uh, both although, breast enthusiasts. All the, like, the 13-year-old boys. It's one of my yeah, favourite Simpsons. Definitely done loads of shagging. It's one of my favourite Simpsons gags ever when Krusty's getting the grot. <laughs> from one of them's American breast enthusiasts. <laughs> so, so fantastic. 
<laughs> all the seventeen-year-old enthusiast. All the seventeen-year-old boys identified with Jerry Lawler because they all fancied the same women. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the same type. Um, Jarrett's like, yes, they not- do. Yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> you better not back out to make it up to me for what you've explained. Uh, and Jarrett says, and China better not back out of our good housekeeping match at No Mercy because I'm going to show No Mercy. Um, and this is them sort of going to a break. This is coming later. I don't, I'm so confused. Jerry Lawler's like, this is better than a litter box. What? What are you talking about? I know she's a cat, but that's it. That's what he's talking about. Yeah. Cole, Cole says, well, there's the mud. Slimy, gooey, cool and oozy. What? Sorry, this is, yeah, litter box because she's a cat. This is better than a box of grit full of <laughs> Is it, Jerry? <laughs> yes. Uh, so we come back. And uh, Jarrett comes out again, and he brings out WWF, in his words, ladies' champion, Ivory. She's going to watch. Deep cut that. He's to call it ladies' wrestling, you see. Mm. Uh, Lola says, I'm worried about that mud. Maybe it's poisonous, like snakes. Again. Um, and Jarrett says, this popped me, you heard me laugh. Jarrett says, everyone knows the rules. The winner has to have their top ripped off. Wrong. The, 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 there is only one rule, but it's the, you've got it wrong. It's like letting slip there, wasn't he? That, that's yeah. they're wearing his his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting the mood. And he says for the lads. So Miss Key's already in the ring, right? And with with like, no top. I'm gonna do this right. You be Ivory, right? Okay. So he's like, uh, yeah, Miss Key's in there, and now I'm gonna introduce an Ivory, sort of like going, oh yeah, I'm gonna watch you. Now, and I've introduced Miss Kitty's opponent, none other than Ivory. And he just always <laughs> Ivory, face first, through the ropes, into the mud. Uh, they roll around. Crowd are loving it. Lawler's loving it. Double J's on the, on the uh, mic. Nothing better, he says. Water, dirt, mud. That's the equation. Uh, and he says, mud, the lowest thing on earth, just like women. Got him, Jeff. Got him, Jeff. And I assume, what's on the nose? I assume, despite everything that was going on in the Attitude Era, I assume there was some rule that Michael Cole couldn't say bra, right? Yeah. Uh, well, go on. Because I mean, there were a lot of bra and panties matches, Will Ball. Yeah. Yeah, and you watched every single one of them. Research. Each Kitty. and every one. I mean, well, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Kitty, so Ivory's got a dress on, obviously, mm-hmm. rips that off. They're loving it. But Cole says, right. Miss Kitty's ripped Ivory's top off, but she's got to get her second top off as well. And then he says, the outer top came off, but the lower top has to as well. It's the one week that Vince puts bra on the band list. They have a mud match because I fucking hell. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd but- love to see you in your other top and panty. <laughs> oh, I wish I was her other top. <laughs> So in the end, Ivory rips Miss Kitty's uh, other top off, the lower top, and uh, uh, Cole yells about the kittens being on the loose. Um, Tits. <laughs> out come Mae Young and Fabulous Moolah. <laughs> so Jared shoves them both into the mud. Mae Young by the throat. <laughs> so, it's, it's so good, all of this. Man, you got to watch Moolah. Don't know what this good is. He kicks her in the mud. Get in there. Kicks Miller up the arse into the mud. It's really good. It's like on bar with the guitar shot. Is it? All right, okay. It's Miller as well. Miller, so you're allowed to laugh. The box, man. <laughs> <laughs> King says, it's two dinosaurs going to the La Brea Tar Pits. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, I'm sorry, that's good. And, cool. and JJ, uh, Double J even, says, 
poetic justice to old fat sows wallowing in the mud. And he's doing this horrible trash talking, but thankfully China comes out. He doesn't realise he's a bad man there, everyone. He stood on the steps, uh, and China kicks him. Sows. Yeah, Sows is fun. And he loses the I would say segment. it was funny, you yeah. did. It's a nice bump. Yeah, he, he does. from the steps, over the top rope, spins over that, lands in the mud, and Young and uh, Moolah just cover and, and, and he won't learn his bloody lesson, and he's going to have to. And, that's, and so that makes this fight. <laughs> <laughs> And Moolah was the the worst. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. May Young was uh, probably okay. She loved all that stuff as well. Didn't she? Uh, she probably had fun, yeah. so yeah, it's all okay. This is all fine. <laughs> so we go to the comment section. We do. Once again, these are not always not reviews of myself, Dadly Boys, uh, Adam Nicholas, What Culture Wrestling, or oh, Jake. Thank you for her again. Thanks, Jake. Just in this. Um, James Shaw. Right. How many comments are on there in total? About five. Two, three, four, five, six. Six. James Shaw says, I just feel very lucky to have caught Cat getting the boys out live. Ah, memories. Boys <laughs> <laughs> boy. out for the boys. <laughs> get the boys out for the leads. Get the leads out for the leads. Vu writes, this is one of the greatest moments of my young life. Did feel weird watching it with my sister, though. <laughs> no. Moving rapidly along. Uh, Eisel says, smash. <laughs> they don't make them like they used to. God put his extra sauce on this. <laughs> What's he even talking about? I, I want to believe that's just like really enthusiastic Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're just talking about the, the quality of the TV segment. Maybe. Because they don't the smash. <laughs> smash. He's referring to Jeff Jarrett and his, he didn't hit anyone on the guitar, so he can't yeah. be talking about Halfway through. Uh, Over the hump. Jay, Jay says uh, about Miss Kitty, I will do any prison time for her just for a snog. Ah, <laughs> oh, snog. He's asking you to go to prison. I know, I know. 20 years. What are you in for? Necking on. <laughs> Dashing on. Right. That's not a crime, I know, but I said I would. So. <laughs> I said it in the YouTube comment bank to rights. Uh, Louis... On December 31st, 2019, right? December 21st. 31st. All right. The reason will become apparent in a second. Right. (laughs) Right. Screw the ball dropping for New Year. Drop dead ass. (laughs) (laughs) Taking his day out on New Year's Eve's night. Right, time to watch the uh, mud match. You know, you losers go to Times Square. That works. Drop that. Drop that. Drop that. <laughs> How many comments on the 31st did he use New Year stuff? <sighs> hog name. Oh, more like my hog. All <laughs> <laughs> Lang Syne, more like All Lang Fine. Look at that <laughs> ass. <laughs> Final comment. Um, ironically, from John Alleycat. Like <laughs> scrunching for something around there. <laughs> These once again do not reviews of anyone. Uh, All the views. John writes: the cat was nearly naked most of the time anyway, all wearing see-through gear. You immediately soiled a towel. <laughs> so, wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. Let me go back. You immediately soiled a towel so bad your mama didn't even try to wash it. She just threw it out. It stuck to the inside of the trash can and had to be removed with a shovel. <laughs> My cum's so sticky. <laughs> I did it, did it, did it. You absolutely bloody soaked this cum towel, John. He wakes up to this, like, noise. 
Mom, keep it down, Mom. Looks out into the garden. She's attacking the bin with a shovel. His spunk towel. Just so hard that your cum just becomes Velcro, basically. <laughs> I'm going to have to get it. The bin men won't take it otherwise. Super glue. Super cum. So. <laughs> Super cum, so. That's going to break the wash of that. Straight <laughs> Don't even bother it. So I think I tackle any load this uh, washing machine, but I, <laughs> I really don't think it's going to do much with that. It's just like overconfident in his pattern when he goes off to university. Hey, guys, what did you saw your towel to? <laughs> <laughs> Ariel, it can tackle any load except that. <laughs> so there you go. Thanks once again for... Uh, it's a main event. Is it, is it main event It time is literally off? main event time. Seth Rollins oh. versus Jinder Mahal. Skip. Um, Jinder comes out and he's joined by uh, Sanger Veer in the share. Rollins early on obviously just dominates and they decide to um, add some intrigue by having Damian Priest walk out with his briefcase a couple of minutes into the match to take us to a break. When we come back, Jinder Mahal's got uh, Seth Rollins in an abdominal stretch. Cause For the first or second time? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think they went back to it. Uh, <laughs> the sure did. Rollins uh, gets the better of his strike exchange. It's a flying crossbody for two. Springboard sent on. Lion Salt for two. Stop selling for two. <laughs> Rollins sells his knee. Um, Mahal tried for a vertical suplex, but Rollins countered with a falcon arrow. He hit a pedigree, but his knee, his land, I think he's actually shoot injured. Uh, so he slowly makes a cover, but uh, Via puts Mahal's leg on the rope for the rope break. Um, Rollins went after Via, but as a result, that missed a frog splash on Mahal. Priest considered cashing in whilst they were both down. Um, but McIntyre appears at ringside and they start fighting and brawl up the ramp. Um, this distraction allows Mahal, Mahal to hit a gut buster for two. Um, Via distracts the referee. Sanger slides a chair into Mahal, but Rollins manages to get out of the way. The ref then busies himself with getting rid of the chair. That allows Via to nail uh, Rollins with the briefcase, turns around into the class for a near fall. Uh, in the end, Via and Sanger get tossed from ringside. Rollins... Counters another Kalas. Curb stomp. One, two, three. Rollins retains. Yeah, that really got me with that near fall. It was like, uh, much like when um, Will Ospreay hit Kenny Omega with a storm break in their second match at Forbidden Door last year. And as the referee counts two, that's when Kenny Omega starts moving his leg because he's so assured with his timing and he knows that no one's going to think he can get there in time. The only person in that building who knows that can do it is Kenny Omega. Yeah, it was a bit like that. This match was honestly like the two abdominal stretches. I was like, oh, I, f I almost felt bad for the guy. Obviously, they do the smoke and mirrors. They're obviously going to do that. It's the only thing to make this vaguely, vaguely dramatic in that building. Like, you needed more help. Ironically, right, just to give all this discourse, the circular bow and arrow of the bow, and just get away with it. <laughs> you think of firing it off into the summer. <laughs> my bloody temple watching this first five minutes. Tony Khan could have probably booked a good Jinder Mahal match. Like a party match with him in it. You know what I mean? Like he's, this needed a bit, a bit of a AEW. bigger achievement than getting the next TV deal. This needed a bit of that AEW party match or something to look at energy. That scatter brain. Do this, do that. I'm not saying that's all AEW is. I'm saying they can pretty they can do good versions of like matches with bad wrestlers in them. This needed a bit of Tony Khan verve, and that's all I'll say because this was putrid. Um, this was interminably dull. As I felt sorry for the guys, like you gotta give him some more. Uh, I know you're giving him some smoke and mirrors. Do some more. <laughs> do some more because this is bad. Like putting over Triple H as much as I enjoy doing for finding all these old things and making them good again. 
There does not extend to Jinder Mahal. Nothing good to be found from the 27 Jinder Mahal title reign. And this was proof of it when zero was needed. He <laughs> like, looked a bit shook during the ring entrances as well. Yeah. It's just a poor... I didn't buy... I'm glad you did. I didn't buy that near fall. It was... like there was no The problem. more Michael Cole screams, the less I believe it. <laughs> yeah. Like, there was no problem with the execution of anything. But I think... Well, I, it was. It was deathly dull. Yeah. But in terms... Like, there was no botches. There was no... Like, there was. Seth Rollins got injured. I'd almost rather that this was ugly. It was. He got injured and it was boring. It was boring. Yeah. But there was no, like, one spot where I was like, oh... You know, like Seth getting injured, I like I just thought he was selling. And obviously, after the match, it seems like he might have mm-hmm. got injured for real. But yeah, there was not a single redeeming feature of this match at all. And that ultimately, right, is a strike against Seth Rollins. He's the general. He's the world champion. He's the guy that should find something good, locate something in this. He's going to blow up CM Punk, but he'll never S- be able to outwork him. Seth, Punk would have got something out of this that Seth S- couldn't. Seth Rollins, considering how he's still kind of useless, <coughs> had a pretty damn good match. With Dominic Mysterio making his debut. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with him being a general. He can carry anyone with three and a half. That's his problem. He's a three and a quarter guy. Three and a quarter, not three and a half. <laughs> and Jinnam Hall must be bad, and quite frankly, he is. And it's not, it's not like newsflash, is it? I know, but like... <laughs> like this is a thing, like... Uh, yeah, like, poor. Poor guy. They should never have made him the champion no. for his sake as much as the mm-hmm. fans. Well, let us know your thoughts on the main event and on Monday Night Raw on X at WWE or in the comments section below. Uh, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, of course. Uh, subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. We'll be back later on today. Let's look ahead to the best show of the week, NXT. Uh, and you can let us know your thoughts as well on X, as I said, at What Culture WWE. Watch there, follow all three of us. Follow Michael Hamlet at... Michael Hamlet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow our brilliant producer at It's Adam Nicholas. And follow us all, as I said, at What Culture WWE. Uh, but for now, this has been the Royal Review. My thanks to Hamlet, to Sidgwick, to Nicholas, to Jake. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.